Would you continue to do that under the Lord? Come on, isn't he worthy? Praise God. Praise God. I was sitting there and they graciously prayed for me, which you can't ever get enough prayer. Um, I'm not trying to be coy with that. And sincerely, you just can't ever get enough. And when you guys got done, my wife had blown up my phone. So I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but she wanted to know what in the world was going on. How come I lied to her? How come I didn't tell her I was sick? And I'm like, they just prayed for me. That That's it. So, hun, <clears throat> everything's cool. They just prayed for me. Amen. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Thank you for letting me come back. And uh, I know that we... Thank you. We are still on this journey. I told Brother Stu last night at dinner, I said, there's one thing about me is I just don't know when to quit before it's done. And we are not done. And uh, I, along with your great team of leaders and bishop and pastor, feel very confident that the will of God will be done as the will of God dictates. And that is a safe feeling. Amen. That's where you want to be. So... Uh, future is great, and uh, I just feel privileged to be a small part of a great big thing that God is busy doing. Amen. That's how I feel today. Praise God. John chapter 4, one of my most favorite stories in the entire New Testament, we're going to talk a little bit about today. He left Judea. Verse number 3, he departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Look at your neighbor and say, he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, set thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. The woman said, or then saith the woman of Samaria, how is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Jesus saith unto her, verse 26, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? Verse 28, the woman, everybody say the woman, left her water pots and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? I want to preach to you today, very simple, but I need you to grab it and hang on to it for this morning, tonight, and the near future. The water still works. 
the water still works. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise here today for all his goodness and his mercy. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I am Pentecostal. I am apostolic. I was born again of the water and the spirit at a very young age. I have no desire to learn of anything else. When you are convinced that you have found the right way, you have no need of looking for another way. I'll say it again. When you have found the right way, there is no need to search for another way. I am so convinced of the way that God has put me on that I, I don't even agree with the Apostle Paul when he looked at that, that unique individual and said, I'll show you a more excellent way. I'm not saying that there's not more to learn about God, about heaven, about the journey, but I was born right. I was born right. I went down in baptism into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was born right. I initiated that act by repenting of all of my sins. I was born right. And when I repented of my sins and was baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I came up in the newness and in the likeness, regenerated, reborn, reshaped, all again, everything brand new. I was born right. I'm going to preach this until you agree with me today. I was born right. I wasn't born wrong. I wasn't born with a birth defect. I was born right. His blood flows through my veins. His anointing is upon my life. His spirit is in my spirit. Somebody help me preach just a minute. I'm thankful today that I was born right. Make no mistake about it. I was not baptized incorrectly because Matthew 28, 19 is not a mistake. I was baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Nowhere in the Bible was it ever commanded nor dictated nor practice that titles were ever used in baptism every place you find baptism you only find it in the name of the lord jesus christ the reason i'm preaching this today is i'm not quite convinced that we are as convinced as we need to be convinced that this thing still works just like it was intended just like it was given it needs no tweaking it needs no changing it needs no updating it doesn't need a software update you still must repent you still got to get baptized in jesus name you still got to receive the holy ghost with the evidence of an unknown tongue i loudly proclaim the water still works and while i appreciate all of you that are standing to help me today my mandate is to those of you that did not feel the need to help me with that proclamation that's the reason why the world is lost and going to hell in the devil's handbasket is because the church is starting not to believe as we ought to believe that this thing still works. It's not grown weak with age. It's not old with use. It's not been outdated. It's still for whomsoever will let them come and drink of this water. 
Come on, Pentecostals. If you're going to convince your neighbor, you've got to be convinced first. It still works. It's for whomsoever will. Let them come. It'll change the drug addict. It'll change the alcoholic. It'll change the down and out. This water still works. I want you to take about 30 seconds and I want you to worship the Lord like you believe that this water works. Hallelujah. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than trying to purchase a product, an item, and trying to buy it from somebody that does not believe in it. It is a, it's a great disservice to the product to entrust the product to a salesman that does not believe What he's selling is the best thing on the market. I'll say it again. It's a bad day when you try to buy something you need from somebody that doesn't believe it's the best thing going. I am convinced, I am convinced that in our articulation and hearing of this great message of truth, that we are trying to sell the best thing going, but we don't quite present it as the best thing going. When I got the Holy Ghost, it changed me. Oh, I'm going to preach just a minute here. When I got the Holy Ghost, it changed me. Is, is there, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use this phrase, even though I disagree with it. Is there an ex-alcoholic, ex-drug addict here this morning? Come here. You're close to the thing. I'm thankful for what the Lord did for you. I, I mean that. I don't know that I've ever seen you before, but I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that what you used to do, you don't do anymore. I'm thankful that the water found you and pulled you out of the miry clay. I'm thankful that the thing you used to reach for, you don't reach for anymore. I am thankful for that for you. I am glad you're in your right mind and right spirit in the right place today. I am thankful of God's saving grace. You're going to have a hard time convincing the visitors here that you believe this, acting like you're acting right now. If we're going to pray through hundreds and thousands, we've got to be so convinced that everybody that walks through here, we're trying to sell them. Hey, this thing works. Hey, everything you need, it's right here. If your marriage is in trouble, here's the answer. If your life is messed up, this... Believe me, I am so thankful for what God did for you. I mean that. I enjoy preaching about God's saving power. You hear me? I get excited about it. I like to tell people God can save you from junk. I like to tell people you don't have to be what you are anymore. I celebrate with you God's saving power. 
But let me tell you something else I celebrate equally as much. God's keeping power. See, I've never taken a needle and put it in my veins. I've never been high, never been drunk. I, I have no, I have no sense of reasoning to your lifestyle. So today, I celebrate God's saving power. Today, I celebrate God's keeping power. What He saved you out of, He kept me from. I'm telling you today, this water works. Are you kidding me? After all that God brought your heart out of, that's all you got to give him today. Maryland deserves better. We ought to present it better. If you're wrecked with sin today, Jesus is the answer. If your life is messed up, Jesus is the answer. Come on, do it some more. Oh, yeah, this is the best thing going. Yeah, you won't find anything any better than this. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the best thing going. Yeah, it works, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you really convinced me it works. And while you're sitting next to that individual today that is without God, you are the salesman. There's power in the water. Oh, it's there. It'll take broke and fix it. It'll take sickness and cure it. It'll take damnation and fix it. It'll take what's messed up and the world laughs at and says there's no hope. And it will step in and one sip of this water. And you will never, ever, 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 ever. No, visitor. You don't have to have a 12-step program. Thank God for it. Hey, visitor, you don't have to say, I am an alcoholic. I'll always be an alcoholic. Not if you ever get a drink of this. You'll say, I once was, but I'm not anymore. What I used to... Come on, congregation. We've got to be convinced today that what we sell works. Jesus, Jesus has begun. He and his disciples are on a journey. Go ahead. He leaves point. Don't stop. Just do it as loud as you want to do it. Somebody believes the water works. Somebody believes it's not a hoax. Somebody believes it's not a game. Somebody remembers what it felt like to be thirsty and to get a drink of that water. Come on, saint. Come on, Christian. Come on, believer. you got to remember what it felt like to be thirsty and to get that drink that changed everything. I know the water works. My God, have mercy. Woo! We might as well celebrate it and convince those that are here today. You must not leave without trying to drink. Jack Daniels don't have anything on this. 
The world's finest don't have anything on this. For whatever you drink of in this present world, you will thirst again. But if you ever get a drink of living water, if you ever get a drink of the Holy Ghost, you will never ever thirst again. It will be in you a well of living water. It will change your world forever. Jesus is trying to position his disciples for his departure. He's trying to get his disciples to realize that what I'm going to leave you with is the most precious commodity the world will ever know. They have yet to be convinced. They are yet to really understand how powerful the water is. And so the Bible says that he left one part of the country, headed to another part of the country. And about halfway on his journey, he makes a detour. And evidently the disciples said, why? Why are we going that way? That's out of the way. It's a longer. He said, no, I must needs go through Samaria. Now, if you follow my story, if you follow the text, you'll find out that Jesus Never went through Samaria. But his disciples did. They went in there and out of there. But my text is very clear today. Jesus was tired. And the Bible says that he found a certain well. And he sat thus at the well. And it was that odd hour. About 9 o'clock in the morning. It was an odd time for anybody to come and get water. It was an odd time for anybody to need a drink. But Jesus is always there at that most peculiar time in our lives. When we need him most, he'll always be there. I I get it, sir. I get it, ma'am. You've heard other preachers preach. And you've been to other kinds of churches. But what I'm trying to convince you of this morning is you don't have to shake my hand to get this. You don't have to sign the church membership roll to get this. You don't have to say a certain prayer to get this. But you do have to take a drink. You do have to take a drink. You do have to take a drink. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you've come from. It doesn't matter where you are or where you are today. It doesn't matter how much money or lack of money. It doesn't matter education or uneducation. It doesn't matter color of skin, nationality. None of that is important to God. He will just always be where you need Him most. Jesus casually sits down at the well. A few moments later, here she comes. She has made this her tradition. She's made this her thing. She has such a unique reputation in the town that the ladies, the sisters, the female, they don't want anything to do with her. So instead of coming early in the morning where it's more appropriate or timely or customary, she chooses to come when nobody's there. And lo and behold, it's not just anybody. It's, it's a man. And he's of that certain sect or certain race of people. And she tries to avoid contact. She tries to avoid even making eye contact. She's hoping that maybe he's tired enough that she can just take the water pot and lower it into the well and grab the water and quickly and silently make her exit. 
But that was not to be the case that day. You can't sneak in on Jesus when Jesus is here for you. I'll say it so you understand it. You may have tried to come in quietly. You may think you're hid among other people. But he's not here for me today. He's not here for the majority of us today. He's here for you. And as quiet and as timid as you want to act here this morning, you, you will not, you will not get away from the gaze of this man called the Christ. Oh God, I want to preach just a moment. Because he heard you in your loneliness. He heard you in that moment of despair. He heard you and you say, if there's ever anything, if there's anything real about Christianity, if God, you are real at all, show me, reveal yourself. He heard you. He heard you in that dark moment. He heard you in that midnight hour. He heard you driving down the road. He heard you sitting behind the desk. He hears the thoughts a man thinks. He heard you. And the reason he must needs go through Samaria is not just for 12 disciples, but it's for a woman that needed a drink. What are you doing, sir? And I, 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 tried, I, I try to present this as factual as I see it. And I don't mean to just be funny to be funny, but it is a funny story to me. Having married a woman... Thank the Lord. I learned, I learned in the first 28 seconds of my marriage. Thank you, Isaac. You're honest with me. The rest of these hypocrites are. I learned in the first 28 seconds of my marriage that don't work. Honey, I'm just acting. Don't get mad. That don't get me nothing. How about this? Give me something to drink. Some of you I'm not even married to today got mad at me. You're like, no, no, no. Can I have... Can I have a sister just stand up and just kind of, uh-uh. Thank you. Thank you. Bunch of dishonest people. There's an attitude that femininity has that masculinity does not have. And it's the attitude to articulate an entire conversation with. See, I'm not speaking it. That's why I had her stand up and say it. It's the hip moves. The neck gets out of joint. The hand. I wish somebody would help me today. There you go. You in the red. Stand up. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. It's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And so it's not even so much as what is said as is what is implied. Jesus goes, get me to drink. And she goes, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then the Bible says that she looked at him and says, why or how is it that thou being, now, 
You can read the King James and you miss this. She wasn't being polite when she said, how is it that thou being a Jew and a man ask a drink of me, a Samaritan? She had that, I don't know who you think you are, you slimy dog of a man. You know, it's, it's like the sword is so sharp, you don't know she cuts you until you try to move. You Samaritan is what I am, and you are a male Jew. Who do you think you are? You're telling me to get you to drink. That's what really happened. And he looked at her and said very clearly, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked drink of me. I cannot preach this today. With as much energy, with as much fervency as I feel it. But if you are here today without the Holy Ghost, I've got to convince you that if you knew what I already know, if you knew how good it felt to get a drink of this water, see, you're convinced that you'll never let it go. You're convinced that your addictions will always hold you. But if you knew what I already know, you would already be on your feet wanting a drink of this water. Oh, God. Uh, and right now, right now, in your mind, logic is trying to rob you. Logic is saying you've heard this before. Logic is saying you've had other drinks, but you've not had a drink like this. This is not just any water. This is the water. This, you got to help me, congregation. It's a life-changing water. It's a soul-changing water. It's an eternal drink of water. It's a forever drink of water. If you knew what I know. I'm addicted and I can't change. That's what you think. My dad, my mom, my grandpa, my grandma, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. We're all like this. That's what you think. I've been this way a long time. I'll never change. That's what you think. I've tried other religions. What to make sure it's different? Because we've got the right water. You don't have to be ashamed of your tears. You don't have to be ashamed of your tears. Because everybody that's really helping me preach cried just like you're crying right now. Because when you get joy, it's not just any kind of joy. But it's joy unspeakable. It makes tears drip down your cheek when you're happiest. If, if, I, if I could believe you, I've tried 12 strips. I, I'm celebrating three years sober or six years sober. And I, I'm appreciative of any great victory or any small victory in a man or woman's life. But I'm not talking about taking steps toward. I'm talking about being born again. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that when you drink this water, talk to somebody. When you drink this water, you are not an ex-alcoholic ever again. When you drink this water, you're not an ex-drug addict ever again. Because this water has enough potency and power in it that it takes you like you are and it changes you. My God, help me preach right now. It 
changes you. You're not the same individual you were when you walked in here. You have no... I just want to scream today, this water works. And if you knew how great it was, you would already be trying to get a drink. And it's not over. She's not quite convinced, just like you're not quite convinced. So we'll, we'll go on a few more minutes. And the woman then looked at him and said, oh, here we go. Sir, 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 how is it that you can give me to drink when you don't even have a bucket? My wife, every time when she thinks she's right gets a certain attitude and she just reeks of it it's like uh-huh uh-huh you have water how can you have water in no cup art thou greater than our father's Jacob my daddy See, y'all being spiritual now. My dad gave us this mountain. My dad gave us this well. But yet you say, your water is better than our water? And Jesus said, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. See, that's why I think drug rehab and alcoholic rehabs and all this stuff, I think it's good intentions if you want to stay the way you are. But if you are tired, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 12, 13. You ought to already be up on your feet right now saying, I, I'm, I'm getting my cup ready. I, I, I'm ready to drink. I, I need something different. You ought to already be so tired of your life that you're right now tears bouncing off your cheeks. And preacher, I don't know you. This is my first time or tenth time here. But that's irrelevant because if that water works like you say it works, I'm tired of dead religion. I'm tired of formalistic Christianity. I want a drink that changes me. I want a drink. If you listen, if you listen to people with good intentions, you'll thirst again. If you listen to AA, you'll thirst again. If you keep trying to change on your own, you will thirst again. Let me, let me help you. Let me help you. Look up here at me, visitor. The apostle Paul to the church of Rome in the seventh chapter, I believe it was, looked at him and said, Oh, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me? What I preach today is not a what. AA is a what. Rehab is a what. That is a what. This is not a what. The deliverance of this is who, not what. Did you get me? 
But let's back the verses up a little bit. He said, he said, that that I would do, I do not. Watch me. That that I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. I don't know how to do what I really want to do because I don't have the power to do what I really want to do. Let me interpret. I've tried to change on my own. I've looked at my spouse. I've looked at my children, looked at my family and said, I'll never do it again. And meant it at that moment. I meant it. But when the moment came, I did not have the power to do what I wanted to do. Because there's something in me that is greater than I can control. And Paul said that thing that's in you is the body of sin. Hear me, visitor. You are not unlike me. See, the reason why there's a bunch of folks standing here today and they're excited is because they remember having no control over their elements, over their desires. I'm never going to drink again. You, you say that when you're a little tipsy. But when the blood alcohol level decreases... The desire to increase it increases. And you'll sneak around and you'll lie and you'll cheat and you'll steal. And when you put the drugs away, you flush them down the toilet. You throw them out the window. You give them to those in charge. You don't mean to do it again until your high is no longer a high. And then you start shaking and quivering. And that thing in you starts dictating. You need. You've got to. You have no choice. You, you, you're with me today. That's what Jesus was saying. If you drink this stuff, you will thirst again. Because you don't have the power to change. You don't have the ability to be good. I don't need that. Because I'm good within myself. That's the greatest lie the devil ever tells somebody. Because you don't have a habit, you're not bad. Hogwash. You were born in iniquity. You were shaped in sin. When you took your first breath, you are a sinner. See, that didn't get anything. I did not say you were born sinning. I said you were born a sinner. Huh? Let me prove it to you. How many parents do I have here today? How many children do I have here today? That should have been everybody. <laughs> so on one side of the coin or another, you find yourself. I've never had to teach my children to lie. I didn't teach them how to say no and smack me. I had to teach them, yes, sir. No, ma'am. You don't lie. Put the gum back on the shelf. And you want to sit there and act like you're good without God? You're not good without God. You're irrelevant without God. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, it shall be in him a well of living water. Springing up to everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water so that I don't have to come hither again to draw. Had she been authentic at that moment, I think the story would have ended. But she wasn't truly repentant. She was still trying 
I'm almost done. Stay with me. She was still trying to logically hide who she was, just like you are today. It's okay. You need to hear me right now. Give me this water that I don't have to come here to draw again. In other words, give me this water, but don't require of me what you've required of everybody else. I'm just going to accept this as my personal saving grace. That's not how you get this drink. No, no. You don't get this drink any other way. I hope you're following me. You got to get it the way Jesus said get it. Or you don't get it at all. Mm. Mm. Give it to me so I don't thirst again. And Jesus said, mm, that ain't how it works. He said, you've got to be real with me. Go call your husband. She whirled around and she said, I don't have a husband. Trying to hide among the mess. And he says, thou hast well said. Because you've had five. And the one you got now, you stole him from somebody else. Uh-huh. Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that thou saidest truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, watch. This isn't a humble servant speaking. This is that arrogant tone. Sir. I perceive that thou art a prophet. Oh, I wish I could act like a woman acts right now because I would, but I would throw my neck out. I perceive that thou art a prophet. Jesus then says, the woman saith unto her, our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And yet you say that in Jerusalem, Jesus said, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither hear nor there worship. Something, oh God. Something is fixing to come to you that's going to change you forever. Watch. Now watch. Hear me, visitor. She said, you say, this is where it ought to happen. And Jesus said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just proving to you I know how you think. You say, here or there. And Jesus responded with, neither here nor there. Because the greatest moment of your life has come. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. For you worship you know not what. For salvation is of the Jews, but the hour cometh and now is. Now I have a question for you intelligent folk. For the hour cometh, C-O-M-E-T-H, and now is. It would have been more correct for him to say, for the hour has come and now is. For when you say the hour cometh, you are insinuating an ever-continual thing. I'll stay here till you catch up. This water is never going to stop. This water is just always going to be here. Come get a drink anytime. Anybody can come get a drink anytime. Because the hour cometh. You know what that means? It's new to you today, but it'll be new to him today. It'll be new to her next week. It doesn't matter what day, what hour, what continent. It'll always be new, and it's always going to be. (laughs) 
God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that when Messiah cometh, which is called the Christ, he will tell us all things. I like the tenacity of this woman. She just won't quit. She's just not going to quit. She's going to win no matter what. Uh, we know that when Messiah cometh, he'll tell us all things. And Jesus took her words and turned them. And he said, I that speak unto thee am he. And all of a sudden, his disciples show up, and they marveled uh, that he talked with the woman. And now we work on that later, but marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou? Can we help you? Um, the woman, in the confusion, the disciples running back, and Jesus looking intently at her, waiting on her decision. The Bible says, then she left her water pot and went her way into the city. Now, I'm done, but let me draw some conclusions here. The woman then left her water pot. The water pot was the symbol. The water pot was uh, the handle. The water pot was the insinuation. The water pot represented everything that she was. The water pot represented every man that she'd ever stole. The water pot represented every man that she'd ever slept with. The water pot represented every woman that tried to kick her behind for stealing her man. You don't have to be that self-righteous. The water pot represented everything that she was to that moment. And when she figured out Christ, the Messiah, is here. No, no, you didn't get it, visitor. When she figured out everything that I've heard, everything that I've desired, everything that I've longed for, everything that I've dreamed about, everything that's held me in captivity, the answer is here. She said, I no longer need that. I'll never be back to this point like this. I don't not getting it the water pot was her past she said i no longer have a past so i no longer need this water pot she left the water pot let me just tell you right now if you've come in here today and you've got an addiction or a hang-up if you've got something in your past that holds you down if you've got something that you've done or been done to you that you don't think you can ever get by or get away and get with it i've come today to tell you that jesus christ is here messiah is here the water is here the cup is here everything that you need is here the decision needs to be made now How, how do I know? It's, it's just water with vitamin C in it. How, how do I know? How, how do I know it works, preacher? This is the question. You hear preachers and you go to church and you visit churches and all these people are telling you what's right. You know, some say do this, some say do this, some say do this, some say do that. I'm just telling you, you got to get a drink. So how do you know that the story I'm telling you is correct and it works? Here's how you know. The woman leaves her water pot. I'm done. Give me some music. The woman leaves her water pot. She doesn't ever have to come back here again. It's done. And you could, you might, you might overlook that. You might just stroll right past that event. But it's the next verse. It's the next statement that is mind-boggling to me. It is 9 to 9.30 in the morning. Every man in the city is out. And she goes into the city in broad daylight. And she does not go to the women of the city. She goes to her clientele. You know how come I know the water works? Because when she left the water pot, her past, she was bold enough and confident enough in the drink that she just had 
that she walked right back into the city and the Bible says she told every man. You know the greater miracle? They came with her. You didn't get it. They came with her in broad daylight. They actually believed that something had changed her so radically that they would jeopardize the relationship. And the city came out to... I'm going to tell you, when you are convinced this water works, there's not enough empty chairs here today. When you're convinced the water works, you can't get that wall moved quick enough. When we... Come on, jump to your feet. Worship the Lord just a moment here before we make an altar call. Need some altar workers right here. Need some altar workers right here. Need some altar workers. And you got the Holy Ghost and you know how to pray for somebody. Come on. Now, if you're here and you're tired of drinking from a cup, that leaves you thirsty. You're tired of always being what you are. I shouldn't have to take a lot of time if you've been listening today. You're ready for a drink that works. You're ready for a drink that works. You're ready for something real and authentic in your life. These people are ready to pray with you. But Jesus Christ is ready to give you a drink of living water. How bad do you want a drink that works? How bad do you want something real in your life that never leaves you? How bad do you want something stable in your life that will never forsake you? How bad do you want something that works every time you need it? I want you to get out of your chair and come now. Come on. If there's somebody next to you that needs the Holy Ghost and you know they're in take them by the hand and bring them with you. Come on. I want the whole congregation to lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on. That's it. Come on. Come on. That's it. Come on. Watch her. She's moving fast. Come on down that aisle, sis. Come on. Thank you. Here comes another. Here comes another. Come on. Hey, this thing works. I don't know about you. I'm not afraid to tell them it works. I know it works. Come on, ma'am. Come on, sir. If they're next to you and they don't have the Holy Ghost, take them by the hand. You ought to be convinced it works. This thing works. Take us there. Just that.
church to listen to me. Stay with me. I want you to stand and listen to me. If they are here today and they have never been born again of water and spirit, they are going to a devil's hell. Did you not hear me, saints? They are lost according to the scripture. And you want to stand there and worry about offending them if you ask them to come. You need a revelation of the water. It works. It's not false representation. It works. It will change their life. Take them by the hand. Bribe them if you've got to bribe them. But get them to the altar so they can get a drink of water. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come get a drink. Come get a drink. That's it. Come get a drink. Come get a drink. You won't know till you try. You won't know till you try. seeking the Holy Ghost right now. How about the congregation? Do you believe the water works? It works. It works. I'm telling you it works. It works. Try it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Lord 